0: Hi, and welcome to the South Central PA Mom Fireflies and Whoopie Pie podcast, where we discuss motherhood, local events, and everything in between right here in South Central PA. So sit back, grab a coffee a while, and settle in for the show. everyone welcome back to another episode of fireflies and whoopie pie Um, it's Cassie here and it is just me this week and today I wanted to talk about something that's kind of been weighing on me a little bit Um, so we all know it's the holiday season and for some of us that might be Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa um, whatever it is that you're celebrating this time of year we all tend to focus on the idea of gifts, you know, what we're going to be getting and holiday traditions and fun activities and experiences. And these are all great things. Um, I know I definitely fall into the trap of wanting to do everything for my kids. I want to get them you know, all the best gifts, I want to see how happy they are when they're unwrapping their presents under the tree and the special things that I can be doing for them and, you know, seeing Christmas tree lightings and going to see holiday lights and so on. But I don't know how often I stop and take the time to think about what is really important this time of year And really, it should be all year, but especially this time of year. And that's gratitude, um, being thankful for the things that we have in our life, and recognizing how many people don't have those things in their life, Um, don't have the ability to go on all of these great holiday trips or to give their kids presents. Something so small, right? That we just really, I don't think we really consider um until it's it's staring us in the face. And I personally had this happen today where it was staring me right straight in the face. Um, we went to church today, like you know, we do every week, um, like many families. And like many places, our parish has a an angel tree. And you know, I've seen these all over the place. I think my kids' school has one, a YMCA that we remember Zad, um, in Florida had one. Um, if you're not familiar, an angel tree is basically an opportunity for people around the holidays to help a family get Christmas gifts. <clears throat> um, so usually there will be tags on the tree and it will have a wish list for a family. And you take the tags and you buy those gifts for that person. and um it's anonymous. no one knows about it. You don't know who the recipient is and they won't know who gave them the gifts. So we've we've gotten tags off of angel trees before and typically it's you know toys and stuff. You know, kids wanting dolls or race cars or whatever it may be. Um, sometimes there's clothes, or shoes. Um, but nothing really too outlandish. And so, you know, we go over there and my kids want to be the ones to pick out the tag on the tree. And so I I make sure to tell them, let me see it first. And there weren't a lot of tags on the tree left, um, which is great. It's a great problem to have. But I noticed that a lot of the tags on the tree were for necessities they were not for gifts they weren't for presents um there were people who needed things like shaving cream and underwear for their kids um people who needed diapers and it just struck me so hard because one You know, there's a lot of talk about privilege in the world today, and I am definitely aware that I have a lot of privilege, um, just generally speaking. But this is one of those moments where it really struck me that I, I, I can afford to give my children the necessities that they need. You know, we have a roof over our heads. We have food in our pantry. Um, we don't get everything that we want. They don't get everything that they want. There's a lot of things that we have to do without, but I cannot imagine being in the position of struggling to buy things like diapers or food or clothing and the necessities that so many of us take for granted. And that has just been sitting with me for so long, and it's not that, you know, I'm, I'm not aware that, that there are people who have these issues. I, I think that most of us know, we know from a distance. Um, and I think that's part of the problem is that we are all, well, I shouldn't say we all, <laughs> but those of us who don't have issues with poverty or homelessness or food insecurity, um, it, it's not something that we see on a regular basis. When we are living in our communities, the people that are around us tend to be people of our same social class, um, a lot of times of our same race. Uh, so we don't really get confronted with the reality of what the rest of the world has to experience, and that was it was it was a sobering moment, and it was a reminder that you know we really need to be focusing me and my family. And doing more of what we can to help um, other people in our community, and you know, we already we we try to do what we can. You know, we we volunteer with various organizations. Um, a lot of them that we have volunteered with um, are various disability organizations and what have you. But it was still this this thought that somewhere out there there is a mother and instead of asking for toys for her children for Christmas, she's worried about providing them with things like diapers and underwear, um, that there's someone out there who needs something like a sweater or shaving cream. And again, you know, I I, I've, I've noticed these things. I've seen these things, um, We lived in Nebraska before we moved to Pennsylvania. And one of the things that I learned from a good friend of mine was to humanize the people that you see who are living in poverty, or especially the people who are homeless. And I I say learned this because when I was growing up and when I was a teenager and even as a young adult, there's always this notion of culturally that homeless people deserve it that they're irresponsible, and they're lazy. And, you know, they're only homeless because they're on drugs, and they can't bother to get off the drugs to, you know, get themselves together and get a job in a house. Well, obviously, as an adult, uh, I am more than aware that that is very false. But you grow up with this mindset, this, this attitude that we have in society, that this is what Homeless people are like, and it's it's obviously not true. Um, one of my favorite things—I say favorite in a bad way—but <laughs> that you'll hear people repeat a lot, and that I'm sad to say I did when I was younger, is that people who are homeless, you know, when they're asking for money, it's this anecdote of, oh yeah, I won't, I won't give them money. I'll offer them food, but they never take it anyway. And it's one you know, how many of these people are actually offering the homeless person you see down the street food? You know, how many people actually mean that? And two, what a horrible way to treat someone. It is a sad statement in what our society is like that when someone in need asks us for something, our first thought is, well, they're probably just going to use it for drugs and to treat them as if they're not even a person. Um, When we see homeless people in the street, we avoid them. We try not to look them in the eye because, oh no, they might ask us for money. And I remember one of the things that helped was, you know, again, I had this friend who, I don't even know how we got on these topics, but we did. And it was talking about, you know, homeless people and, I think one of the things that she had mentioned that she does is, you know, hey, sometimes I don't have money, but even if I don't, I will still stop if they ask and, you know, introduce myself. And she pointed out, how many times do you think anyone asks that person what their name is? How many times does anyone care? Uh, Most people, they don't see them as another human being, even though they are. They are a person with a story and a family and they just get robbed of their humanity by the world every single day. Um, And so there was this man who was, you know, when I was living in Nebraska, who was homeless. His name was Floyd. Um, I made sure to introduce myself after that got pointed out to me. You know, 10, 15, however many years ago. I started trying to remember that because it's again one of those things. Can you imagine living in such a way that no one will even look you in the eyes? And if they do, they treat you like you should just be grateful for whatever handouts, whatever you know, pennies they can throw at you. And when they do, they're not going to bother to treat you like a human being who's worth knowing. So after that, you know, this conversation that was just kind of, I, I was somewhere in my 20s. And it was, it was like, wow, like, that's, it, it was eye opening. And it shouldn't have been. <laughs> but again, that's the world that we live in. Um, So, you know, I'd see homeless people and I would try to make sure to introduce myself. Um if i had the opportunity to ask them their name you know and have a conversation with them beyond just oh here's a dollar and be on my way and i remember there was right around the time that we moved to nebraska um it was a very harsh winter there and there was a polar vortex that took place so it was going to be negative 30 and i remember just being so scared for floyd um this man that i'd gotten to know he was so friendly And, um, I made sure, you know, there wasn't a whole lot I could do because I I don't, maybe there is, I have no idea. That's, that's the sad thing is there's a lot of times this feeling of powerlessness. You know, I got him a hat and I got him a blanket and, uh, some gloves and a jacket and, and made sure to give them to him and, and just, you know, told him, please stay safe. And that feeling of powerlessness is the same thing that I felt today, I felt it again today when I was looking at that angel tree and it was requests for things like shaving cream and underwear and diapers. It is painful to think of our fellow human beings in that situation. And I think that's why so many of us look away or why we will do things like dehumanize our fellow human beings. Um, it's easier to think of a homeless person as being just this lazy, you know, drug-addicted, worthless piece of crap who doesn't deserve our sympathy. Because if we do give them our sympathy, if we do let ourselves feel that, it's it's hard and it's painful. So that's one thing that you know, I I think during the holidays is the best time that people start remembering that. And that's it's you know, it's a good and a bad thing. Um, <laughs> it is definitely true that volunteering skyrockets during the holiday season. Um, but the yes, the rest of the year, it's it's nowhere near as much. Um it's great that there's so many people who are like, I'm going to go serve food at a homeless shelter during the holiday season. But then what about, you know, say a random day in June or what about, you know, for Valentine's day or, you know, whatever it might be. It's, 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 we should be doing this all year round, but you know, we don't. And, um, Well, I shouldn't say we all do, some people do. (laughs) Um, But during the holiday season, there's just something I think that gets to people. Um, Maybe because during the holidays, people tend to be with their families. Um, That is when they're able to buy presents for their kids. You know, it's expected um, that you're going to give your children all these gifts. And when you're doing that, you're thinking about, you know, oh, I see this angel tree. (laughs) What about the people who have less than me? And we think we need to give back, which is a great thought. Um, but it's definitely something that we should be doing all year round. And it is a good time to give back, um, for example, the Wall Street Journal you know, talks about how the holiday season is one of the times of year that low-income families seek the most assistance. Um, one person um, with the Salvation Army told the Wall Street Journal that they get a lot of requests at the holidays for things like laundry detergent and bus and ferry passes because for whatever reason, I guess that is what people people need the most. Um, With homelessness, you know, during the winter, obviously it is a much more dangerous time of year um, because of the weather. Thankfully in Pennsylvania, we don't fare quite as bad as the rest of the country. We're actually ranked number 38, which is a good ranking to have. Um, But there's still, you know, According to endhomelessness.org, there are over 13,000 people in the entire state of Pennsylvania that are homeless on any given night and they have statistics county by county. So for example, in York um, it's over 300 people on any random night, you know, in Harrisburg it's over 400 in Lancaster it's over 400 in Reading and Berks County. It's over 500 and, um, that's 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 hundreds if not thousands of people our neighbors who have nowhere to live and some of them are families you know it's it's not the majority but they're there um it's it's especially in this day and age in this economy um there's so many people who can find themselves just one missed paycheck, one job loss away from stability, you know, they may have a place to live and then whatever happens, they lose their job and all of a sudden they're out on the streets and their children have no place to go. Um, And so even people who are not, even people who are not necessarily homeless, it is still, The holiday season is is a difficult time of year because culturally, like I mentioned at the beginning, it is all about gift giving. And imagine how that must feel when you are a person who is just struggling to put food on the table and all around you, everywhere around you are these images and urges that you have to buy your children everything that they want under the sun in order to make them happy for the holidays. It is, it's heartbreaking, especially there is this huge debate right now about Santa, um, because people have started to point out in recent years over the holiday season, that having Santa give your children things like the newest Xbox or a Nintendo switch or, you know, whatever, whatever high priced item that, you know, is trendy at the moment. Um, yeah, you, they go they go to school and they're like, oh yeah, Santa got me the new Xbox. And then the kid sitting next to them is like, well, Santa brought me socks. Does, am I not as good of a child? And there's so many people that you'll see in comments on those stories. And they're so angry over it. Like, let kids, you know, be happy. And why do we have to blah, blah, blah about everything? Why is everything such a, F, you know, why is everyone so offended about things? And it's it's I think the problem is, is that it's a good point and people don't like having that mirror turned inward towards them because it's true. Kids are going to go to school and whether they are privileged enough to have the things they want under the Christmas tree or they are not, they're going to go to school and they're going to talk. They're going to talk to other kids and they're going to compare what they get to what other children get especially considering with Santa that so many people are that buy into this idea of Santa. What's the whole legend is that you're naughty or you're nice, right? So it's, it's tied into this notion of, am I a good person or am I a bad person? So if you're a good person, you get good gifts. And if you're a bad person, then you get bad gifts. So you go to school and so-and-so sitting next to you gets all of these fancy gifts and all i got was you know some stuff from the dollar store am i not as good of a kid as her that's something that is it's just sad and it's even sadder to know that there are people who don't care who don't care about how those other children will feel. It is more important than ever with the way the world is right now and this economy that we exercise gratitude for the things that we have and radical generosity The holiday season pays a lot of lip service towards gratitude. But let's be honest, how many of us actually practice it? How many of us actually sit, especially with our children, and are truly grateful for the things that we have, for the advantages, for the privilege that we have? I mentioned that I am very aware that I have a lot of privilege. You know, I, I am a white woman. I do not live in poverty. Um, And those two things in and of themselves. And I could even add an I'm straight. I am a straight white woman who does not live in poverty. Um, You know, we mentioned homelessness and um, LGBTQ teenagers and adults are more likely to experience homelessness than the general population. So, you know, I've got these things going for me. And how often, though, do I sit back and say, man, I am lucky to be in the position that I am in today? How many, how often do all of us do that? I know that I get tied up in needing to get my kids the best presents. Um, oh, man, my car is, you know, all busted. Is it actually busted? No. But I will sit there and complain about that to myself, you know, because there's the the rear facing camera is not working and you know parts of the seats are kind of peeling off it's an old car it's almost 10 years old <laughs> so it is it's it's easy for me to to complain about it because it's an old kind of busted up car but you know what it runs and it fits all my children and i can afford to fill it up with gas How often do we sit back and realize how lucky we are and how good we have it versus how often are we complaining or wanting more? How often do we sit and say, I am in a good place in my life? That's something that, again, we pay lip service to at the holidays. But I think that culturally, culturally, it's not something that is That is done very often, especially not at the holidays, the holidays, we talk about, you know, Thanksgiving, and that's great. You know, what comes right after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and then Cyber Monday. So immediately after we are supposed to talk about how we're thankful, we're supposed to turn around and spend money and buy, buy, buy. The holiday season, it's supposed to be about joy and thankfulness and giving. But what is the cultural narrative? The cultural narrative is all of the experiences we have to give our, our our families and all the things that we're going to buy for them. We don't focus enough on gratitude and generosity the way that we should. And it's... We cannot individually, you know, I know, again, this feeling of powerlessness that I mentioned, we can't individually change the entire world. We can't change the way everyone treats Christmas. We can't change the way everyone looks at Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or the holidays. We can't make people be more grateful. We can't make the culture stop being so focused on all of the things that we can buy. But we can individually do what we can to make a difference. And even though I feel like it's not enough pretty much ever, (laughs) you know, I, I, those tags in the angel tree, I, I grabbed a bunch of them and it's, I'm in this position where great, I can do this, which again is a sign of my privilege, but it is, there's also this feeling of guilt that I'm not doing more. And that's where we just all have to individually do the most we can. And if we all do it together, that's how the culture changes. That is how we build a culture of gratitude and generosity. You know, stop stop demanding that people jump through hoops to meet whatever arbitrary standards we have for receiving our generosity. You know, there's no, there's no litmus test for kindness. You're either going to be kind and generous or you're not. You know, let's say you do go to a homeless person and you give them 20 bucks and yeah, they go get themselves some drugs from Lord knows where. So what? That's their decision. Your generosity is not canceled out because of someone else's bad decision. And when we give someone a gift, we don't get to decide how they use it. If We gift someone something. We don't get to put strings around it saying, well, this is only for X, Y, and Z. I think most of the time we understand that when it's something like, well, I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to give someone at Christmas a Visa gift card. But you don't turn around and demand that your sister in law uses that $50 Visa gift card on, well, you have to use it responsibly. Don't go buy yourself, you know, some new boots. Or, you know, get yourself a manicure. No, you need to use it only on food. We don't put those standards and restrictions on someone who is well off. But we will put them on someone who's living in poverty. So I think that that's something that my family is going to focus on more often. This holiday season is radical generosity without judgment, without concern of you know well they're not worthy or they're not going to use it well and really take the time to be grateful for the things that we have instead of always demanding more and I hope that this holiday season you will consider doing the same and then continue doing it after the new year and through the rest of 2024 and together we can hopefully make a kinder, better world. That's our episode for this week. New episodes will drop every Monday. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss out. Leave us a review and share to help other moms find us. Thanks for stopping by the Fireflies and Whoopie Pie podcast, the only podcast by South Central PA Moms, for South Central Keying Moms. Until next time.